You know what time it is, everybody. It's time for the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective. I am your host, Adam X. You might notice me from uh, OR this week. We were in Denver. We were at OR. We had microphones. Uh, I want to thank everyone in advance who I... I don't know, ran up to with a microphone and asked them questions. We had a ride at OR. I know some people were, you know, not super stoked on the scene, but we had a blast. I think, you know, the ski industry's fun, and I think we all need to come together and have fun. So we had a riot. Uh, so check out the videos. Check out our YouTube. Check out our TikTok, at Out of Podcast. And, you know, give us a like. Give us a share. Let us know what you think. Because we had fun. And if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. From Denver, we flew to Tahoe. And let me tell you something. It is low tide in Denver. Or Tahoe. Denver? Tahoe? Tahoe. It's low tide in Tahoe, folks. It is... I don't know. We had a blast. We're, we skied Palisades and we skied Snowball. And... I don't know if, if you're, you know, if you're bored, you're boring. If you're boring, you're bored. I don't know. We had a riot. It was so much fun. And we're still here. So I'll be in Tahoe till Friday. So for anyone listening, if you want to link up, if you want to hop on the podcast, please reach out at Mr. MX. And yeah, let's now get, let's get into our sponsors. Uh, two new sponsors for the week. So I'm really excited about that. The first is Mammut, Mammut North America. They make outerwear, they make beacons, they make probes, they make shovels. I just got a new kit. It is absolute fire. My jacket is, the colorway is dark cheddar. And if any of you know me, you know I love my cheese. So wearing a jacket named after my favorite cheese couldn't be better. Uh, all jokes aside, their gear is amazing. The product is phenomenal. It's lightweight. It's techy. It's breathable. Check them out. Mammut.com. M-A-M-M-U-T.com. Check it out. Their gear is absolute fire. I mean, it's it's great working with a brand like this because they just make good stuff. So it makes it easy for us. I have the Le Least jacket. Le Least hooded jacket. Again, in dark cheddar. Check them out, memmoot.com. And now for the episode. We have two amazing guests. Actually, three technically, but two brands. Both won Innovation Awards at Outdoor Retailer last week. The first episode is She Fly Apparel. And, you know, they basically make apparel specific for women so that they don't have to remove layers to go to the bathroom when outdoors. Uh, they have a, I think they call it something special, but of course I don't know. Uh, and that's why they're on the show to explain it. But they have pat, a patent zipper, a revolutionary zipper that basically kind of, for lack of a better term, goes up your backside, up your butt. And you can unzip it and you can, you know, use the bathroom as you would normally go without having to drop drop trial so she fly that's the first episode amazing i mean the whole point of a product is to solve a problem and they're solving a problem for women specifically in the backcountry 
So the story's awesome. Really fun episode. And then right immediately after that episode, uh, I talked to Gotbag, and they are the world's first backpack made of ocean plastic. And it's pretty phenomenal what they're doing and how they're doing it. And even the outlook on the whole industry as to how hard it is for some of the bigger brands to change because they're, you know, what they've been doing has been in place for so long. So she flies, she fly apparel and got bag. Their episodes are up. Hope you enjoy. Okay. I'm here with she fly at OR. Kind of tell everyone who you guys are and what you guys do. Sure. We are SheFly. We're on a mission to help everyone answer nature's call literally, and we do that through a patented zipper that begins at the base of the first zipper you're accustomed to using to get your pants on and off, and it extends all the way to the back of the pants. So whether it's number one or number two, SheFly's got you. This is like my favorite slogan ever. I must have <laughs> said it a thousand times last night. People are like, what are you talking about? I was like, you're going to find out. <laughs> so you guys are at OR. We're at the Innovation Awards, and you guys won. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Did you think you were going to win? You can no. be cocky about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No idea? Not. I mean, if you look at the list of finalists, it's the heaviest hitters in the industry. It's like YKK and Smith and Smartwool and all these brands that we've grown up wearing and looking up to. So Yeah, we were competing against Gore, who makes Gore-Tex. Yeah. Competing against companies that we like to source from, you know? It's a crazy dynamic. Yeah, so how did the idea come about? So I used to work as a glacier guide in Alaska on the Mendenhall, so I was spending 8 to 12 hours a day up on the ice, usually the only, if not one of the only, female guides. And in comparison to the male guides who could turn around, unzip, go, whenever, wherever, I found myself having to trek across the glacier, completely remove three to four layers in freezing temperatures, do my thing, put it all back on, and hike back to work, which was a huge waste of time and a huge waste of energy, and something that left me feeling cold for hours after to the point where I started dehydrating myself, uh, which is not a great solution. (laughs) (laughs) By the end, I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this, Um, and just kind of sat on the idea for a while, bounced it off people, um, and then took it back to college and took a four-week entrepreneurship class, found co-founders, and we built it out from there. So what is, how do you build it out? Like, did you buy a sewing machine and start stitching? Mm-hmm. That's how it happened? So the first prototypes I sewed over winter break in the attic of my childhood best friend's home. And I went to, like, a Goodwill and bought snow pants and a bunch of different mechanisms, like zippers and Velcro and um, snaps, buttons, everything. And we just kind of ripped the crotches out of existing pairs of pants and <laughs> sewed in different things. Mind you, I had not sewn since seventh grade home ec class. So pretty rough prototypes. Yeah, they that, were very bad. <laughs> like, every once in a while, a photo will resurface and we're like, oh God, like, no one look. Um, but yeah, so we took those to class. It was enough to get the idea across. Then we iterated with local seamstresses. Then we found a tech pack designer, and then we partnered with factories and have just kind of been going from there. So are you, like, how do you get into this? Other than like, okay, I have a product that I think the market needs, because like all good like inventions or innovations are like, how do we solve a problem? So you have the problem, which is the easy part. Yeah. How do you- Two out of three women in the outdoors have this problem. As in, they have literally peed their pants in the last year because they couldn't get gear out of the way, they couldn't find privacy. Et that is insane. Yeah, it's and insane. like I don't, I have no idea. Grown women like, my life is pretty around. easy when it comes to peeing <laughs> in the woods. Like, 
I got that one figured out. <laughs> Part two, like I want a men's pant because I yeah. have, like you talk about number one, we talk about number two, like mm -hmm. I need help with number two. Is there a thought for a men's line? Yeah. Or are we getting too soon here? Well, it probably will come out for a couple of years, but we, we want to solve the bathroom problem for everybody. So we are working on more solutions that you will be interested in. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to tell too what much. What a cliffhanger. Well, no, I, I mean. Everybody yeah. should just go follow our Instagram and stay tuned. Tag, what's your Instagram? It's She Fly Apparel. Yes. Okay. <laughs> at She Fly Apparel. And we're patented in 30 countries. So the idea is to be able to license out that patent to every pair of bottoms imaginable. Like we think this is the new standard of pants. So do you think that is the end game is a patent play? Or you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Like you don't want to tell your secrets. But like, is it a patent? You know, it's like when you're on Shark Tank. Like, are you trying to patent this? Or are you trying to grow your fabrics, your materials, your outerwear as a brand? Or is it like Patagonia loves this? Please take our money. Let's help you. Let's solve a problem. Well, if Patagonia is yeah. listening, they should email <laughs> us. Are you going to hook us up with that? Or? I don't think I have any pull with Patagonia. I don't. We work with Mamut, so maybe. Okay. All right. But going back to your earlier question about how we set about building out the brand and getting started, we have been mission-driven from the start. The goal is to solve this problem for as many people as possible. And we knew that we needed to prove that there was demand for it and prove that it was possible and prove that we could provide the function, but also still make the pants be cute and something that you want to wear. And we go to pitch competitions and people will say, oh, but are the pants actually fashionable? Do they look okay? And we're like, oh, we're wearing them right now. And you can't even tell you think that we're wearing dress pants. And so we've started by building out our own brand to prove that, but the end goal is to solve the problem for as many people in as many different situations as possible, not just if you're summiting mountains or rock climbing, mm -hmm. but also if you're working outside and you have to wear a harness, or if you're wearing a utility belt, or if you're at a music festival and all of the dudes just go and pee in the corner and <laughs> all the women are waiting in line, and then also for people who don't identify as women but still need to utilize the zipper design to be able to relieve themselves. Uh, the pant industry for people who don't identify as men is really young. Um, women used to have to wear skirts and dresses. And Till like the 70s, like since yeah. <laughs> women are not allowed to wear pants. Like no wonder that there hasn't been a lot of innovation in women's bottoms. And then a lot of apparel brands even still today are owned by men more designers are men than women even designing women's products and that's why you still don't have pockets that are big enough for women that's why the shrink it and pink it um, philosophy yeah. has been so big because women started demanding the ability to wear pants in public and designers just took what they made for men and made it smaller and tighter and Colors the that price. they yeah increase their price and colors that are associated with femininity and nobody thought to actually go back to square one and redesign pants to work for everybody's anatomy and that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah. It's so and I don't mean but like I am ignorant in this like I'm a male I have a zipper in the front it's like all I can do is shut up and listen which is like what I'm doing but it's you know it. It's fun to have these conversations because like I wouldn't think about that, and why would I? Not like in a rude way, like I'm not a jerk, but right. like I don't have that problem. So it's like it's crazy to me in the best way that one we're still like it's 
I don't even know what year we're in, 2022 <laughs> now. But like that this is like a problem yeah. that like women still face that they have to wear skirts or like are expected to dress a certain way. But it's like normalizing pants for women is like, what? And then like you guys are like, we like make the most progressive pant. <laughs> I don't know if that's your claim to fame, but that's what I'm going to call it. Like you're like, like a progressive <laughs> pant company and like you're normalizing pants and with functionality. Like these are like you guys have them on right now and you wouldn't know and you like when you guys walk away there's a seam there it's covered it looks like a normal pant right well i think you bring up a great point too which is almost the educational social side of this which is like yes making this product but also trying to start and have a lot of conversations about a topic that has typically been very taboo like women's discomfort is not something that is often discussed so it makes sense that a lot of people are still wrapping their heads around, oh, it doesn't have to be this way. Why do we think that it's so uncomfortable to talk about it? Like it and maybe I'll put words in your mouth and tell me I'm wrong. But like, is it because we like put these women on a pedestal and your job was just to be like pretty? And it's like, no, women go to the bathroom and women have the same issues we have with chafing and everything else. And like, why is it taking so long to get there? I'm not going to hold you again. This isn't like, you're not on the record, but like, why is it, why are we still talking about this? Yeah, I, I think it goes back to what George Grace was saying, that women's discomfort is often ignored. You see that in the medical field. You see that in pretty much every area that has been um, overrepresented with, with men, which is most areas. And... So there just haven't been opportunities for women to be listened to, and this is a particularly taboo area because we don't like talking about bodily functions as a society. Yeah, like women don't poop, you know. Well, right. Right. So. <laughs> Hyper-efficient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you have to pull down your pants in order to go to the bathroom when you're outside, it's something that you, you try to hide. You try to get away from other people so that you can have some privacy and maintain dignity and men haven't had to face that. And so I think that women have, women have been talking about this, but have often been ignored. And maybe just talking about it within their own little groups. Like mm -hmm. if you get on an all women's hike, I guarantee this will be a topic of conversation for minimum 20 minutes. Um, but it's something that we haven't brought everyone into the conversation yet, but that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and it's fascinating and it's, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And that's like maybe bullshit, but it's true. Yeah. And like I'm blonde hair, blue, like my life is easy. And all I can do is learn and listen. And it's your brand and your product. And again, I said it before is like, I love when products solve a problem. That's a good product. And like, I don't know too much about this problem, but like I would wear those pants. Like I go for hikes and like number we'll two calls when I'm in the middle of the woods. <laughs> like it happens, it exists. Yeah. So like I get it and it makes sense. And it seems so simple. So why don't you think, and maybe I'll leave you guys with this, but like, why hasn't this been brought to market yet? I appreciate this question as opposed to why are you the first people to think of this? Because we are most certainly not the first people to think of this. I'm pretty sure every woman in history, some iteration of this has probably occurred to her. Um, but we are the first people, I hope, to bring it to this scale. So not just thinking about the outdoor industry, but thinking about every possible application and not just thinking about 50% of the population, but everyone. Um, you know, we want to see this technology on the front lines of the military, for example. Um, so yeah. And then I think like historically, gear shops have been owned by men. Most people who shopped in 
gear stores were men. Women were outside, but not, their stories weren't being told in the same way, um, especially from a like peak bagging, accomplishing PRs kind of viewpoint. So all of that is changing, and now we can talk directly to the customer thanks to social media and the interwebs. The interwebs. <laughs> so it cuts out all the middlemen, literally middlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I guess I lied when I said I'll leave you with that because you talk about getting to talk with people over social media. You guys, again, won an award. We talked about that. That's amazing. But during your speech, you said you guys have been coming here for four years, five years, mm -hmm. and you had to volunteer with other brands to help with load-in. One, hats off for, like, I'm lazy. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> now I would try to just sell my product and be done with it. But how, like, how great is it, one, to feel that you won an award and finally got, like, the head nod that this is working after five years? Five years? How long have you been coming to this show? We'll just say coming to OR. Three years. Three. Okay, three years. And, like, the brands that let you in, let you help, and now you have your own booth. Like, how important is that to people listening who have an idea, have a product, and like, it probably sucked. I'm sure there was a lot of times that like, and you're still not there, like we're not, mm -hmm. you know, but like the award is like, okay, it's like the, we got this, this is proof of concept. Now, you know, now you really hit the ground running, but how important are these shows in interacting with like the community to actually like see it come alive? Yeah, these shows are key. The first year that we came, No So Patches gave us a pass. That's another woman-owned brand. Mm -hmm. And then Dovetail has also gotten us in another women-specific brand. Mm -hmm. So there have been a lot of women paving the way for us and supporting us and helping us get to where we are now. And I'm sure that it'll be women behind us who get us to the next step, too. The shows have been key for us. That's how we connected with other people in the community who are trying to push for inclusivity in the outdoors. We were able to get on the She Explores podcast through showing up at Outdoor Retailer, and that was a huge boost for us when we were crowdfunding. And then just getting to meet retailers and meeting fabric suppliers and factories. It's extremely difficult to just cold call factories in Asia and be like, hey, can you make 500 pairs of pants for us? Nobody would give us the time no. of day, but when we can show up in person and show them what we're doing and show them our excitement and get some momentum, that's what really makes the difference. And I really don't think we would be where we are without Outdoor Retailer. No. Most of our biggest giveaways have come from Outdoor Retailer. Um, we did a crowdfunding campaign a few years ago, and most of the rewards we offered were collaborations with brands that we met here. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's been everything. <laughs> um, one, where to find you, best way to buy the product, you know, your Instagram, if you have a blog, if you have a mailing list, this is kind of the moment to say what you got. How do we find you? How do I buy your product? Definitely. So our Instagram is at SheFlyApparel and our website is SheFlyApparel.com. We just relaunched pre-sales last week, so people First can time. go... Yeah, we've been out of inventory because the factory that we did get set up with um, shut down and went bankrupt during COVID, so we lost all of our fabric and hardware oh. and inventory, so we've been rebuilding, but we are now completely rebuilt with a better-than-ever supply chain, and product will be landing this spring, so people mm -hmm. should definitely go pre-order. We have 6,000 people on the wait list, so product is going fast, so we would encourage ordering soon in order to get the, the size and color 
that you want. And pre-orders are hands down the best way you can support a brand. Like it helps with cash flow, it helps with data for inventory management. Um, ordering something and being willing to wait four months instead of four days is huge. <laughs> and maybe I'm leaking, but there's a short coming oh, was, out. That was punny. I, I, know. <laughs> I know, but there's a short coming out, right? Like pair yes. of shorts that are going to be available. That'll be spring 2023. Okay, but we, well, we've I'm leaving. Got... I got rumors going already. Sorry, <laughs> And guys. even sooner than that, there will be leggings this fall. So we're thinking layers. We're thinking all applications. There's a dozen more things in the works. That's amazing. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And now for my next sponsor. Let's face it. If you're active, the risk of injury is always present. Meaning if we push ourselves too hard, we're just one accident away from crushing medical expenses. Not to mention less time doing the sports we love. That's why Spot partners with ski resorts like Telluride, Taos, organizations like USA Cycling, and events like Red Bull Last Stand to offer injury insurance with lift tickets, memberships, or race registrations. Spot easily integrates with any booking platform and does all the heavy lifting to ensure guests are covered. If your customer gets hurt, Spot can cover up to 25000 of out-of-their-pocket medical bills per incident with zero deductible. With Spot, your customers can focus on a full and quick recovery so they can get back to living their best lives. Visit autobounds.getspot.com to partner with Spot and provide your guests with an amazing experience. All right, Case from uh, Gotbag, tell everyone kind of who you are and what you guys do. Yeah, well... Um Camera or you? Which one's better? Doesn't matter, man. Okay, him. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm Case. I'm the brand development manager for Gottbag. Uh, we're a German company by origin. Um, we started back in 2016, and it took us, you know, two years to develop a supply chain that uh, could handle the production of um, a backpack made out of actually 100% recycled ocean plastic. Um, it's something that a lot of other companies are doing. You know, 25% recycled plastic content, but to have a backpack as sustainable as this one, as high quality as this one, it took us a long time to hit market. Um, in 2018, we sold our first bag, um, and we've built out a pretty substantial retail base out in, uh, out in Germany and Netherlands, throughout Europe, you know, we're fairly well known. And now we're breaking out um, into the US markets. And uh, we came in 2020, and, um, you know, it's a tough year for retail. So <laughs> I'm like, is he going to say it? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it was awesome for actually was it gave us the opportunity to build out our direct to consumer um, base. So we just focused on, you know, Facebook ad spend, all these sorts of things, which are, you know, kind of volatile, but pretty necessary from a marketing standpoint. Um, so it, it was, you know, somewhat of a blessing in disguise for us. Okay. How important is making sustainable products moving forward? It is paramount. Like, it seems like a stupid yeah, question. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of people, and maybe I'll put words in other people's mouth, but, like, we're, we're in this outdoor industry. We're in the space. We're in the ski industry. A lot of people claim it, but not many people do it. And, like you said, 25% of a bag might be recyclable. That, that which, bag, is still, which is still great, you know. I don't sure. mean to knock anyone who's doing that. It's like an extremely valuable and important thing. I'll knock world. them. That's yeah. fine. You don't yeah. have yeah. to. <laughs> but, like, you got, that's 100% recycled ocean plastics. Yeah, well, so, like, this will be a recycled nylon, 
you know, various different recycled materials go into the bag, but the material itself, like this is recycled ocean plastic. It's okay. waterproof and it's pretty dope. How do you source it? Um, interesting you ask. Uh, we really pride ourselves on, um, you know, the vertically integrated um, uh, structure of our supply chain. We work with a community of fishermen down in Java, Indonesia, and they collect uh, ocean plastic, just ocean waste at large, as bycatch accidentally in their fishing nets. Um, and this comes in by the ton. And they have nothing to do with it, you know. Uh, so we compensate them. Uh, we stimulate their local economy. And uh, we clean the plastic. We strip it. And um, we make all these backpacks. What were they doing with all that plastic prior? Because that was just a... It goes, it goes back into the ocean. It gets burned. And, you know, it's easy to blame them for that sort of activity. Wasn't their bread and butter. No, and it's not fishermen. their fault. You know, they're not always the ones putting the plastic in the ocean. It's a lot of these cruise liners. It's a lot of really irresponsible people um, who have devastated uh, local communities in Java, Indonesia. And so... Um, Gotbag, you know, I, I think we, we're really proud of what we do in Java. Um, we work with the local communities. Um, and we, we have a lot of, you know, eco-forward seminars and education and awareness that we engage in down there. It's funny, and it sucks, but it's funny that your business wouldn't exist if we as humans weren't horrible. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I don't mean to say it no, like that, but yeah. it's like you wouldn't like best cases we learn. We, yeah. we grow up and we don't have ocean plastic, ocean plastic. Yeah. Yeah. The very sad truth. And we actually get this question a lot um, is, well, what do you do when you collect all the ocean plastic? And like there is so much like an unfathomable amount of uh, ocean plastic in our waters. Uh, we have no shortage of it, unfortunately. Yeah, you're not, it's an yeah. endless resource. It is. It's not oil. Is. We're not gonna, no. we're gonna run out of oil at yeah. some point. We're never yeah. gonna run out of ocean plastic, yeah. sadly. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> sadly, we're not. Everything on Earth is finite <laughs> at some point, but uh, you know, it seems like ocean plastic is not. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How, so this, so it's more the material, right? Like that is being recycled out of ocean plastics. How? And I don't want to, you don't have to give anything away. You guys are got bag, you're a bag company right now. But like, is there a future in like 100% sustainable fabrics? Clothing? Yeah, clothing, outerwear. Yeah. I mean, it's something I'm sure down the line we'll look into. Uh, we're good at making backpacks. Like, damn good at making backpacks. And I hope that we dabble, you know, in clothing. We do have... On our website, we sell some organic cotton T-shirts, um, and I would love to see, you know, our fibers put uh, into the apparel industry. That'd be cool, but it's not something in the near future okay. that we'll be doing. And this stuff is durable, ultra durable, waterproof, waterproof. Am I going to know the difference other than feel if I got a regular bag you versus... You feel it. This feels like... It feels like a, like a canvas. Almost. Oh, yeah. It really yeah. does. Okay. Yeah, it's, it does not feel... This is my personal backpack. That's why it's kind of dirty. That's fine. We like them used yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, it, we make them... We call them forever bags. You know, they're supposed to be something uh, that lasts a lifetime so that it doesn't go back into the ocean. It's the last thing we want. 
what does like, I mean, you've been around for five years? Uh, since 2016, so. Okay, I've skipped two years because of COVID, yeah. so seven years. Yeah. But like, is there a warranty? Is there? There's a two year warranty on all of our bags. Okay. Um, and if after two years you hate it, you don't want it, but we're gonna ask you, please don't throw it in the garbage or whatever. We'll take it and we'll reuse the material in our production chain. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we're, we're obviously at OR, not obviously for anyone watching or listening, but like we are at OR in this yeah. big empty space. We're in the abyss. <laughs> yeah, we're in the abyss of OR right now. Uh, award ceremony last night, you guys won an innovation award. Yeah. How important is that to Gotbag, to you, to like, yeah. that you're just recognized for like, you could do this probably easier and cheaper. Yeah, I mean, there are like a million sacrifices that go into making a product like this. And it's, um, you know, it's not always just being sustainable, but we have certifications all the way down the line um, that, you know, guarantee fair treatment of workers at any point um, in the production chain. Uh, and there are a lot of things, a lot of money, okay? Yeah. You spend a lot of money to, to make sure these things are happening. That's a legitimate sacrifice, you know, and I don't blame other brands for not engaging in it, but for those who do, thank you a million. Yeah, during your speech last night, you thanked multiple brands who yeah. were clearly doing it correctly. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a team effort. You know, Gotbag is not gonna change the world alone. We like to think we are, but it's it's all of us brands working together to be as sustainable as possible, that's what's like gonna really create an impact. Yeah, but brands like Gotbag are a proof of concept. This yeah. works, Yeah, it's good for us, it's good yeah. for the environment, it's good for the workers, yeah. it's good for you know the fishermen who are just, they're literally getting paid yeah. for the garbage that they've yeah. already picked and up. And we make sure not to pay them by pound more than the fish they collect, so as not to like disrupt the economy, you know, then they would that's stop fishing. That's interesting, I'm glad yeah. you said that. That's an yeah. interesting thought. Yeah. But something that they would have, again, burned, yeah. thrown out. Yeah. How do we think we get bigger brands, bigger companies, or will do you think they'll ever actually care? Yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot. No, you don't no. have to say yeah, nothing. Look, I, um, I am a massive Patagonia fan. Um, I love Yvonne Schwinnard. Uh, I, I read his book. Um, and I love what Patagonia tries to do for the earth, you know. Um, but the end of the day, they're still using virgin plastics. And that's an unavoidable thing when you're as huge as they are. Um, they're conscious of it and they're making steps, you know, to amend, you know, the impact they've uh, uh, left on the earth, which is marginal compared to whatever other brand I'm not gonna name. Right, <laughs> but, for sure. But there is so much more they could be doing. Um, and I sound kind of like an ass saying that because I'm such a fan. And I hope, you know. No, I think it starts with yeah. awareness. And yeah. that's, they're aware of it, which yeah. is important. Exactly. They're I'm aware sure of they... it. Um, but going 100% carbon neutral, 100% sustainable, no virgin product, no virgin materials used in your, in your um, production, it's a massive thing to undergo. Uh, and when you already have uh, your, your product line and that's something you've established over the past 50 years just changing that overnight's not going to happen i think patagonia a lot of these other big brands they'll they'll make moves towards that as we go on and i hope gotbag can help do you think gotbag starting from the ground floor as a sustainable brand gives you like 
a head start on this? Like in 20 Abs years. Absolutely. Absolutely. 20 years, you guys are going to have the market, hopefully. That's the dream. Right? Man. Yeah. Cool. Case, um, where can people buy Got Bags? Where can they follow you on social media? Follow us on Instagram. Gotbag.com is where you'll buy our bags. I think in the U.S. it's gotbag.us or something like that. You'll find us. We're all Google over. Got yeah. Bag. Yeah, Google Got Bag. <laughs> and or, yeah. what's your Instagram handle? Uh, just Got Bag. At Got Bag. Yeah. Case, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate dude. it. That's easy. So that was the Pursuit episode 46, 47, maybe. Uh, that was a special OR edition. I hope you liked it. Go follow She Fly Apparel. Follow them on Instagram. Follow Got Bag on Instagram. Follow at Mr. Adam X. Follow Auto Podcast. Follow everybody. Like all your friends' photos comment leave a review check out tiktok i'm trying to do some tiktoking at pursuit podcast follow me on there and you know if you're listening on spotify leave a review if you're listening on itunes leave a review it helps more than you think have some amazing guests coming up and you know as always i'm mr adam x and i'll see you tomorrow <laughs>